right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Other Duties as Assigned. I'm Scott with Patrick. Today we have two guests. This is, I mean, he's basically a third host at this point. We're here with Josh Meyer. He's been on a few times now. Josh Meyer now of Uncommon Sports Group with the illustrious Drew Bow. Guys, thanks for coming on. Uh, tell us kind of, Josh, we know your background. Drew, give us a little bit of your background and background on Uncommon, and then maybe Josh chime in on on your uh, your recent move now. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate you guys having us. This is this is fun. My background is uh, is as an equipment manager, so I was fortunate to work as a student manager in undergrad at the University of Minnesota um, uh, with the football program for a couple of years, and then actually did one year with basketball, but uh, then uh, was at Virginia Tech as a graduate assistant equipment manager there for a couple of years. Uh, with Lester Carlin, and then I uh, got to spend one year uh, down at Auburn University uh, working uh, with football as an assistant uh, coma manager. And so uh, then after Auburn did end up transitioning, uh, had moved back here to Minneapolis, uh, which is where I'm from, uh, that time to be able to kind of start pouring more time into a nonprofit that I had started about a year previous. Um, that was starting to grow, then uh, known as Managers on a Mission. And uh, it was something that had, uh, within a few months, had, had turned into a full-time position. And uh, uh, so something I've been in now for, uh, I think it's almost nine years uh, uh, already. But uh, fortunately, one where we do still work closely with a lot of the equipment managers. They're definitely the lifeline of our organization and so fortunate to still be able to to stay somewhat in the equipment world uh from a relationship standpoint at least and then yeah and then uh that's actually that component is uh is what's actually led to uh us bringing josh on board so the primary way that our organization is is funded is through our clean out for a cause program which is where we collect donations of used and excess sports gear from college and pro teams throughout the country. Um, uh, and then we have a pretty unique e-commerce operation where we're able to um, sell and collect 100% of what those items sell for and use that for funding. Everything we do in terms of our USG Academy, summer mission trips and scholarship programs. And so um, it's been something where we've been really blessed. Again, the amount of equipment managers that have really bought in and have been supportive really since day one when we first launched uh, in 2013 at the Las Vegas AEMA uh, and uh, and have been fortunate to have um, yeah, just more and more equipment managers coming around us to the point where we're presently receiving about two to three thousand pounds a week uh, in terms of donations coming in and uh, has been uh, again just a huge blessing in terms of what we've been able to do uh, on the, the ministry program side of our organization and it's also now gotten us to a point where uh, we're of course have a you know large enough contingent of supporters uh, that we want to start really taking bigger steps towards stewarding those relationships and and being able to serve and uh, and help those individuals that are obviously helping our organization so much and so that's a key thing with Josh's role is coming in he's obviously been doing the the book study uh, already on Mondays for quite some time with a small group of equipment managers and then. Um, uh, just continuing to identify those things as something uh, that we're really excited and thankful of, of having him step into, and as I said, steward in those relationships and um, ultimately kind of trying to help us uh, um, 
again, further uh, all of those uh, donors that we're really thankful to have there. So. Yeah, no, we we were part of the at least the first book study. I know our schedules mm-hmm. got a little crazy and, um, you know, real life jobs and whatnot, having to not be part of the equipment world anymore uh, keeps me on the road a lot. So I haven't been able to be as involved in the rest of them moving forward. But I know that there was a great group the first time I came around um, and just everything that was involved with it helped, you know, somebody like me who at this point I was out of the industry, out of, you know, equipment in general, get to know you guys a little better and understand. I mean, I think it was right, right when you guys had rebranded too. So you went from managers on a mission to, you know, uncommon sports group. And so, um, you know, getting to talk about that, it, it was, was cool and see kind of like the glow up, you know what I mean? You guys have been continuing to grow since, I mean, since you started it, you said 2013, never would have known that you were getting that much in terms of, you know, just the gear, the, the amount of gear that gets sent in. I think that's fantastic. It's awesome to see the support and everybody wanting to, to be part of it. And I hope it continues to grow for you guys. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Appreciate that. It's pretty amazing operation to think about um, where it's where it was and where it's come. And the the really neat part about the organization as a whole is always finding a way to maximize those donations. And we're constantly trying to be more efficient. How can we reach more? I mean, we were so mission trip focused early in you know the organization. And now we're like, well, we can do so much more. Maybe if we do something, you know, offer more stuff stateside and do stuff domestically. So, you know, where we might be maybe taking 40 people to Africa, you know, we can take 200 people on trips and and do trainings with them, you know, here. Uh, You know, that's the ultimate goal to turn, you know, academy around in a matter of eight weeks, two months period, instead of doing kind of one big, you know, one big training every year. So that's that's really the you know a lot of organizations probably you know don't have the vision like drew has had with the team here and uh it's been really you know definitely a blessed situation where we've had great people kind of coming and going and and helping us get to the point where we're at now yeah it's it's incredible and i mean i've known about you guys probably when you started just because I mean, I got to give two shout outs here that, that come to mind, but one, whoever your marketing team was back then, because every equipment room's got, if you turned it in on your loop, it would be on your loop with your logo <laughs> on it. So everybody knows what it is. And every, seems like every equipment room I've ever been in at least has said, oh, that pile or that room is full of the boxes. We're just, when we get it full, we're going to send it to manage on a mission. We're going to send it on a common. And that's just been the thing where it's, it's, it's good to have somebody there that you can give it out to. Cause I know for me personally, you don't want to throw stuff away if you can't use it and you might not want to take it to the local Goodwill because then everybody in town's got your stuff wearing it. And they're like, well, why don't we sell this stuff? You don't want to answer that from admin. So you just send it off to this remote location. They'll do something good with it. It, it makes everybody feel better. But the other team is you think about two to 3000 pounds of stuff people you have working there at the warehouse that are checking this stuff in it's summer in the equipment room year round. That is the worst time of year. We talk about getting a hundred boxes a day. That's just their life, man. So shout out to those people. Cause that, I mean, that might be the hardest job in the country right there. No doubt. We're, uh, we've been really fortunate. Uh, we've got an incredible operations team there. Um, and in so many different, in every way, they're an incredible team. Uh, as you said, of again, yeah, they're literally, we don't know those two to 3,000 pounds that are coming in. We don't know what that is. 
or where it's coming from or who or you know so they're literally processing all one-off items that you know there's going to be a percentage that ends up being stuff that's not even able to be sold there's going to be a percentage that needs to be washed there's going to be a percentage that you know we never need to even identify what logo is this on this thing and uh you know and everything in between and so we're just uh yeah really incredible we're, we're really blessed of the team um you know of uh and that's where we try to communicate of you know how as josh mentioned our, our you know mission with clean out is to to maximize the impact of these donations and for us to be able to do it by maximizing their value and that's through obviously the the online operation and so um being able to to do that as cost effectively and efficiently as possible is you know we've got the team right now they're working on you know trimming the you know it's literally uh, trying to, to just reduce throughout this year of 2022, trying to reduce the amount of time it takes per item by about 30 seconds. And, and they've got an understanding of, you know, that could end up literally being about four additional, you know, weekend events because of being able to just reduce it by that amount. And so, yeah, you're hundred percent right. It's a, it's an operational, uh, feat. No doubt we've got Zach Colburn, our, our ops director and, and Zach Shelley overseeing that operation back there. They're just awesome at what they do. I mean, the thing about it, I, last time I'm here in Minneapolis, now the last time I was here, there was probably 20 people back there around tables and trying to just organize stuff. And just with the recent uh, changes we've made, you know, they're officially eight people back there processing all this stuff. I mean, we had logs of some point, you know, we had one point in time where we had like 27,000 pounds of stuff like sitting waiting to be processed. And uh, amazing part, like this staff comes in on weekends. And it's what's cool about this is, you know, unlike donating to your Goodwill or your local charity, like those people there see direct impact of what is happening. They see the kids coming through, whether it's directly here in person in Minneapolis or they see the missions folks or they hear us like we just had a call with them today we're meeting today and we shared about you know a few co-managers that have been part of our bible study or book study that got new jobs and it's emotional right you know it's one of those things where we were kind of hopefully able to steward some relationships or help them get to a conference to get a new job so those people that are just grinding and working hard and figuring out how to be more efficient directly correlates to the other side of the room where we're changing lives in the sports industry, which is, I mean, come on, it, it's awesome. So, yeah. Do you guys, I mean, outside of college equipment, do you get anything going with the professional sports teams or is that something that you're looking to try to maybe get into or is that uh, yeah, I just, mean, I mean, out, out of curiosity, I'm not sure. Yeah. You no, know, uh, one of the neat things, and it's a tagline that I'm going to run with for a while. We are the world's equipment room, period. <laughs> I mean, it, you literally walk around back there and you'll see stuff from the Cowboys. You'll see stuff from the New York Rangers. You'll see stuff from all over the place. Um, so we get pro donations. We get donations from uh, sporting good vendors that you know, have samples of stuff that they don't use anymore. We get we get donations from everywhere. I mean, and it's not just from equipment rooms, too. It's uh, we're actually just working on a, a mailing campaign to kind of gain, some, you know, get some interest from, you know, basketball programs that are going to be finishing their season soon. And it's coaches, it's all those guys. It's it's just kind of everybody. We do 
it's more, and that's the reason, you know, one of the reasons why we made the big change from managers on a mission to Uncommon Sports Group, because we really are serving athletics as a whole. While managers, equipment managers, and student managers are kind of the, the starting point, we have really unleashed this big thing where we're much, we've grown much bigger than that. And then, um, and really kind of seen that spin in this direction where we are truly you know, providing some, uh, some biblical leadership in a lot of these things, which is kind of neat. So That's really awesome. I mean, the thing that stuck out to me and I had to write it down was I think it's really great. I think you guys are a blessing in that you have equipment managers, athletic trainers, coaches, whoever you want to put in this category, that their lives and their careers are giving to people. And we pour ourselves out so much and that there's an organization that's trying to fill that back up and do the same for, for not just, you know, people, I mean, your mission trips touch a lot more than people in the sports industry, but in doing that, that is something that's really special. And there's not a ton of companies or people, frankly, out there that are trying to put back, uh, for, for the people who give so much. So that is, that is very appreciated. And I, I personally appreciate it, but it's, um, I mean, the, the book club, like Pat said, it was awesome. You guys are still, still keeping that going, but just these things, I know there's kids that you guys give scholarships to. I mean, the, the impact that this organization is, is having on the sports industry and has already had on the equipment specific industry is, is remarkable. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate that. And, and one, and to your point earlier of, you know, really what it is as well is, is trying to, to essentially help equipment managers who are, who do want to be able to, to give, who want to be able to, to bless others. Like you said, you don't want to throw stuff away, like, because you, you want to see it go to help somebody you want it. And like, and so for us, it's again, being able though, to, to be that outlet of the last thing that you have the time or any equipment manager has the time to do is to, all right, well, what's the best way I can make use of these four size 16s I got left over and then this hockey stick I have here and then these four, you know, pairs of shorts that we got left over here and like finding all those different outlets and, and trying to, you know, have impact with those items. Um, so for us to, to be that outlet is uh, is something that's been obviously really exciting and, and of course, if, you know, have not been surprised of seeing equipment managers you know, really taking advantage of that of individuals who are seeking to to continuously give and be able to, you know, have impact wherever they can. Yeah. Well, I, I do want to take it to a quick break, but I have one thing that I think would be helpful before we go is lay it out there for us. Um, say I'm an equipment manager. I get a bag or a box from you guys. I put a bunch of stuff in there. Um, I ship it off. What is the process then from you guys receiving it to then what do you do with it and how does that impact what your operation is trying to do from the different things you guys do? What's, what's your process? Yeah. So our team in the, the warehouse, they'll, you know, so it started with a donation being received, they're receiving it and we've got a system in which we're actually utilizing helmet tracker in logging and uh, recording of that donation. And so we know exactly, you know, who we've received from being able to then appropriately follow up, confirm receipt of the donation, all of that. And then they're going through and essentially uh, kind of trying to, to filter the donation in the first step of identifying, you know, okay, footwear, separating those out, socks, items that get processed together, essentially. Oftentimes, you know, there may be, if it's an end of the year cleanout, you're talking, you know, 
there's maybe 20 of one style polo and so you're going through matching all the like items up sometimes it may be okay well there's 20 of this polo but 10 are new 10 are used so they got to be separate and so they're going through doing all of that you know along with the quality control checking of okay this item's got a snag or this item needs to be washed and and so that's a pretty extensive process obviously um then if there are any items that need to be washed um you know of course doing that uh but then um We'll essentially go through and actually able to do it through our system uh, that that helmet tracker has helped develop for us of going through and basically capturing the main item details uh, that um, uh, you know in terms of sizes uh, can uh, brand um, things like that and then it will go into our photography room uh, which has got a couple basic photography setups where we're able to go through and do all the product photography on the items. And then after it's photoed, uh, that item is basically uh, at that point able to be turned into a, an online listing. And so then we've got a team that will, after it's been photoed, uh, are simply just grabbing the items, putting them onto into inventory locations on the shelf. Um, and, then, uh, and then basically every morning we're able to come in, obviously run our previous day's shipping or uh, sales uh, and be able to run the shipping labels. and got a team going through they'll do all the pick pack and fulfillment of you know the hundreds of items that are, are being shipped out that day uh, they'll be grabbing those obviously off the shelf and, and getting them packed up for the customer um, and then that again is what goes directly into funding uh, and is what enables us to do the twenty thousand dollars of scholarships each semester to do all of the impact weekends that are fully funded for for the participants and um, and so that's the again the, the main uh, um, uh, outlet, if you will. There are certainly some items where you know it's uh, like we're going to be going to Kenya, for example. So uh, here in a couple months, and um, you know we'll probably be looking to take some soccer balls. And so there will certainly be some items that will you know hey let's grab those and use them for the mission trip. Or one of the things we do with our weekend events is we always do some type of outreach event where we're going out and we're handing out usually ends up being to the homeless um, uh, kind of little goodie packs if you will and in each one of those will include a clean out item usually a pair of socks or a pair you know a hat or something like that so we're kind of continuously filtering off you know some clean out items that will go towards that uh, that are able to have direct impact without being monetized um, but those are certainly the biggest and then we also have a uh, of course, some items that uh, are not able to to be sold uh, stateside, you know, the losing Super Bowl champion shirts or whatever you want to, you know, uh, that uh, we've got some partners that are awesome that uh, are able to ensure those end up uh, in a uh, usually a third world country um, uh, and don't end up, you know, surfacing. And so have a few different outlets like that. But again, the main way in terms of the the funding is uh is the the process i described at the beginning that's crazy the one that's thing small. yeah the one thing i want to ask i know scott said that we were going to go to a, a really quick break but you had brought it up and before i forget about it um you had talked about like doing the quality control thing where you're going through checking on whether something's you know used new if it needs washed is there anything that the equipment manager or whoever it is sending the stuff in can do on the front end to maybe help that process out for you guys or is it more you would prefer to do that yourselves yeah that's a great question i think you know for us is continuously of like 
we want it as simple as possible on the equipment manager of like, because at the end of the day, I recognize that like it, there are, it is easier sometimes for people to, I'm just going to throw this away or I'm just going to like, and so for us is like always just trying to communicate like, no, there's no expectation for you to do like, don't worry about having to clean it. Don't worry about having to inventory any of that. Like, I mean, um, and so certainly appreciate the the question. Like for us, I mean, the one thing would be maybe of the, uh, the, the one would be of, um, if you have a used pair of cleats of, uh, maybe being able to separate it from brand new items in that box. Um, uh, if there's, you're able to throw it in a garbage bag or something like that. But, um, no, again, there's, uh, we're already having to go through and do, you know, that, and that's obviously a process we've been able to, to, to develop really well, but, um, so nothing, uh, nothing glaring though. And you guys will be that simple solution. You guys have to worry about so much the last thing we want to do that so again we're providing labels and boxes and bags like you mentioned earlier like if you know i'm taking phone calls taking text messages we have a place to load on our cleanout.org page you do it we get it out you know that same day or early the next day and get stuff sent out to you or email you labels if you've already got stuff boxed up we keep it as simple as possible we pay for all that in that process so pretty awesome yeah, and you guys are going to go through, even if somebody were to separate it all out, you'd go through and check it all anyway because yeah. you just yeah. never know. So I get it. I just didn't know if there was yeah. way to you know, keep those eight people, I think you said, in the warehouse a little <laughs> happier. And <laughs> Great question. Slow some things down for them. But, Scott, let's take it to a quick break. When we get back, obviously, we'll dig back into this and, and talk about what looks like some WSI gear that you guys are wearing that we might need to uh, <laughs> jump on board with here very soon. So we'll be right back, guys. Yeah. All right, guys. Welcome back. We're still here with Josh and Drew, and oh, Scott's still here, too. Um, guys, what I, we want to you know kind of start with is a little bit about you know the site that you have and um, you know, the process you're going through and, and kind of lay it out for us, what the site's set up for, what, I mean, you guys have multiple things going on, which I think is fantastic, but what you're selling to, who you're selling to, and kind of really let's dig into a little bit more of, of what that whole process is. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's an aspect to the sales piece where, you know, we're really helping kind of reach a bunch of fans from all aspects of it. You know, when you're talking about having the world's equipment room, we also, able to reach a, a large number of fan bases and that looking for you know gear and different things and you know we have everything from i mean heck i've bought my kids shoes off of there before so everything from finding obscure sizes and kids and youth stuff to um i think i've even purchased a gift for my wife off of there bought some cool tank tops for her to work <laughs> out in on the peloton so um yeah it's it's got definitely and you know, it's a different than going to a, a normal web page and buying something. At the end of the day, you know, it's going to a good cause, which is pretty awesome. And then, you know, obviously, the the end of it is support and kind of cyclical back to the industry, which is, you know, we've all kind of part of it in all different ways, um, which is, you know, all of the utmost importance to the uh, the organization, which is great. So, and the other the other thing too, I guess you you know, we want to mention is we do have some uncommon sports group gear on there now uh, which is kind of cool we've started that i think that'll continue um since we rebranded we've kind of had a lot of requests 
we went kind of with an off brand so you don't have to worry about you know infringements of your logos of your contracts at your school so you know scott you don't have to worry about nike beating down your door if you're wearing an uncommon uh jacket or a hoodie um, yeah yeah nike really worries about what scott smith is wearing in the office <laughs> they don't they don't want any pictures out there of me in the equipment room folding shirts and uh and an adidas uncommon shirt so but yeah yeah, I get it. yeah. so it's uh that's been kind of neat to have the, the that as the ministry is you know because the truth to it is is we've got you know gobos we've got you know student managers uh, we've got you know ticket intern sales people in the MBA. so there's a lot of different kind of entities that we're involved with um and bill and kind of represent you know not only the organization of the school are at but also kind of where you know what helped them get there and maybe where they're at in their their leadership training and we're in kind of the uncommon stuff too which is really cool and they did a heck of a job branding with a really neat logo and makes it look pretty sharp so that that definitely helps yeah the logo is great the clothes are great we're i mean we like to shout out good products on the show and we're looking at the stuff it's great make sure you go out and uh take a look at this because you'll certainly help them but the logo, I mean, anytime you do a rebrand, you're always worried. You know, you might end up with a Washington Commander situation, but you guys <laughs> kind of hit it out of the park. <laughs> no doubt. Scott's had this today. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Scott, Scott's gotten uh, eight hours of sleep for the first time in like a month, so Scott's on one today. <laughs> uh, he's all sorts of giddy. Yeah, that's what it is. Um but yeah, we talked about we talked about some of that. Any uh, do you guys have any mission trips or any um, anything exciting coming up? Any more book clubs that we need to know about? Yeah, I mean the academies. I mean for everyone listening to this, a uh, big thing that's on my heart and kind of reason why I'm in this role is the you know reach out to as many equipment managers as possible and obviously talk about the donations. But more importantly for me is explaining kind of all the resources that we have and and I think Drew's been annoyed with me probably for the last three years of me saying hey we should do this and we should do that and so he finally just said okay come do it so that's where we're at and uh <laughs> and it's it's great where you know we started with the the book study but i mean the academy that we can go through which is great I and mean, we really develop leadership skills within these athletic departments whether you're no matter where you're at um, we've had a few equipment managers reach out and you know, we helped them with even resources for a book study or a Bible study that they're doing within their community. Um, we've done a lot of those types of things of just kind of doing basic outreach within the equipment world, which is, I think, sometimes, especially after COVID, um, has been huge. Um, and even as really neat with, uh, you know, the, the book study to see we had some folks get jobs. We've kind of seen some people connected from different world, you know, different worlds that would probably know, never connect um, long-term vision we have with, you know, specifically with equipment managers is figuring out different ways where we can connect them, you know, through our USG Connect app. So we have our own app that we use for the academy. Um, so we're working on ways to kind of, whether to create mentorship opportunities. I know there's a bunch of equipment managers that we're working on ways to develop mentorships within the industry. So we're working to use our technology and kind of using it as a forward-facing platform for that. So that's on my heart and on my um, on my to-do list to get done as fast as possible, um, and you know just get people involved in the academy and get the word out. And you know, 
cause us to uh, process more gear and, and have more people come through the, uh, the, 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 the experience that we have. That's, I mean, that's awesome. I love the fact that you guys are keeping the book study going for one, but continuing the mission side of things and seeing more and more people wanting to get involved is, I mean, that's always a good thing. Just being able to have, you know, a centered ideal mission in just everybody starting to gravitate to it. You know, it's, it's, I don't know, standing here from the outside of, of everything now, um, and being able to see that, I think it's it's a great thing that you guys are continually doing. Appreciate that. It's one final thing is right now we do have the so we do our scholarship programs every semester. Uh, it's twenty thousand dollars in scholarships amongst uh, thirteen different winners, um, and uh, and so that's presently open. Uh, the spring scholarship one's presently open. Uh, I think we actually Scott. I think we just had a Marshall uh, football equipment manager uh, apply recently. So. The equipment oh, is huge for us and getting that word out and sharing it with their students and anybody that's a, uh, that might be a fit for that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I always make a point to copy that link or tweet or whatever it is. I see it come out, whether it's the email or whatever, and send it to my students in a group text every year. And this might be the first time I've ever been like asked about it. So you might get one or two more, but I know uh, one told me they were going to apply. So it's, it's uh, for whatever reason, I've always inherited the kids that do not want to fill out an essay or anything and submit anything. I'm like, it's money, guys. You don't have to do anything for it. You might get it. So I've got um, I've got one that I know for sure told me they were going to. So that's awesome. I'm glad. Um, but, yeah, I think it's it's great to reach out and do that kind of stuff like you guys are doing. I mean, uh, not through uncommon um but through this podcast, you know, we came in touch with, with you, Josh, and you invited us to the first book club. And that was, like you said, that was post-COVID. And, I mean, Pat and I both got on it, and we said, you know, we'll see what comes out of this. There was so much going on in the country uh, at that time. It was, and, and we were coming out of COVID. And there was so much social justice and things. We were all over the place. And to get a diverse group of people in athletics who you know come from similar backgrounds and to see how different our backgrounds could be that was pretty moving for me. So I think, you know, through Academy and through everything else that you guys are promoting, getting people out there and, and opening up discourse on a, a variety of subjects through book clubs and everything else. I mean, you're doing, you're doing some good work there. And, and I mean, I'm, my eyes were open. I thought it was great. And we met some good people on there. We, we've had some people from, from that book club on here. There's a few more that Pat and I have obviously talked about that we, uh, we definitely would like to talk to, but there's, there's no short list of, of hitters that you see their names and quotes and stuff on your website. There's there's some good people in this in this stuff. It's true. Appreciate that. Yeah. Guys, guys, just do me a favor though. When you are going through and processing those applications, don't hold it against anybody who applies for Marshall that they have to work for Scott. Um, it might actually help their chances, but you know, I just no man. I got good kids. I got good kids. They work hard. Hardest working kids in the country. Yeah, the scholarship program is big. I mean, that's we we it's 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 really interesting about how many times we really are praying over as a staff of like let's bring in more and bring in more mm-hmm. more scholarships. I mean, it's uh it's always you know waiting until the last couple weeks to apply. And it's always that's always fun too, yeah. um, but definitely push that. I mean, it's fairly simple as far as applications go. We lay it out pretty good. We always have something pretty relevant in that application process. Um, and the other big part of the programs is know that we have them running year round and we have so, 
I think, you know, if you're a football equipment manager, we've got something in your offseason. If you're a basketball equipment manager, we have something in your offseason. If you are a part of this coaching staff, we have something in your time off. So, um, and the other part, too, is like our trips are all over the country. We've been to Phoenix. We've been to the Dallas area. We're going to Portland. We're going to New York. We've got, you know, Atlanta, all these Minneapolis. We're going to all these places. And the other part, too, and I almost we almost forgot, is the conventions and conferences. I mean, we helped – you know, we helped a couple members get to AFCA this year, one of which just got a head job at an FCS school. I mean, uh, wow. you know, like you said, I mean, those types of things is, again, it's not us. It's definitely the Lord working there. Um, but it is one of those things where we're just trying to orchestrate and give people opportunity. We're going to be at the final four. You know, we have tons of people at the men's and women's final four that want to be involved. We help kids get to those that want to seek, you know, job opportunities. AMA is the same way. And, we have, you know, 80s for Christ with us. We, you know, partner with them on some things. And um, there's, there's just a lot of opportunities we're just providing. And I tell you what, for me, early on in my career, I didn't have any of that, like, for me at all. And I know we've had people on the book study say that. I know Will Rocap from K-State, he's openly said that on there. He's like, man, I wish I would have had this when I was in the industry when my 20 somethings. Just the way to connect. Build some community outside of sometimes your trapped world inside your equipment room. So, um, pretty awesome stuff as far as the programs are concerned. Yeah, I mean, you you um, you hit the nail on the head there. We all talk about how negative technology and its evolution has been on on us as a society, but here we are talking about some ways it can be used for good. Because yeah, I mean, Rody he hit the nail on the head with that too. I mean, you just you don't have that in years past, and the only way you could connect was convention, but. Um, the pandemic made us all kind of learn how to use computers a little bit better, I think. So, so the connections that we've, we've had and, and the ways that we've been able to connect to people just on this podcast over the airwaves is, is remarkable. So, um, but yeah, and I, I saw you guys, uh, interesting transition there. Thank you very much. Um, you guys have your own podcast. Tell me about, tell me about that. I mean, just led right into it. Yeah. Thank you. It's yes. Yeah, so we have our podcast, uh, Noah, on our team uh, does an awesome job with it. We've been really fortunate as well of uh, just some really great guests of individuals, present leaders, most often throughout the sports industry. I've had some great equipment managers, uh, Pooh at Oregon's been on, um, uh, and, and individuals from really just a wide variety of careers throughout college and pro sports uh, that have been able to, to come on and share, whether it's uh, their career story uh, in terms of how they've gotten to the role that they're presently in, or uh, uh, ways that they've been able to uh, to have impact um, within their um, uh, present position, um, and uh, and just some other items that uh, you know some of our members are are asking for uh, content on in terms of um, how they can go about navigating transitions and different things like that from a spiritual and professional development standpoint. So yeah, would love uh, definitely uh, encourage anybody to check out our podcast. Um, uh, the USG podcast and uh, um, to give it a listen. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. This is great. I, I know what I'm going to be doing on uh, some late laundry nights now. There you uh, go. Going to have to the rotation, and it's always nice to have something to listen to when you're in the equipment room counting or, like you said, doing some late night laundry or whatever it may be. It's because you can pay attention to it, but you can also, you know, multitask and flip exactly. laundry and have that fun stuff going on, which I don't have to do anymore. So that's great. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I mean, obviously, late night laundry is the worst. Like, 
post game laundry when you're there for an extra like four hours, it's miserable. So having something enjoyable to listen to would be amazing because I didn't have that. Hopefully, hopefully you're taking the benefit of that and doing your laundry at home. So that's hopefully you're taking taking that full advantage there, Pat. Yeah. Oh, I do all the laundry. No, not all of it, but I do a lot of laundry. <laughs> yeah, he, if he I said started, all the laundry, he started Melinda to say that. She'd be like, I don't think so. So yeah, yeah. Melinda, Melinda would say you do all the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> and here you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's exactly. like, you can now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one thing I was while we were talking about this is kind of to, to backtrack a little bit, but um, you have you know opportunities for student managers to be part of missions, scholarships, different things. Are there any other even, you know, potential opportunities for like internships come up, come up during the summer and help you guys in the, in the warehouse and count and, and do those types of things. Was that something that you've ever considered or am I putting you on the spot for something that maybe you don't want to talk about right now? Uh, no, it's a great question. We've had, uh, we've had it come up actually of present members uh, that have came up individuals who have like gone on a trip with us before and then happened to be looking to spend a summer in Minneapolis and came and worked for us um, uh, during the summer months. And, uh, and so we obviously, as Josh mentioned, have a, a good size uh, warehouse team and, and, uh, and summer is definitely one of the busier seasons uh, in terms of donations and all of that. And so we're usually do end up hiring a few more in summer. And so we're always uh, we're always looking for for great help. We don't have anything like official of like have this internship program or anything presently, but uh, are always uh, we've had volunteer groups come in and um, you know groups that have uh, came for a, a day or you know are in town for a little bit. And so um, anybody that's ever around, we'd love to be able to to have you by and and to be able to show mm-hmm. you the operation. It's it is something that we do always kind of the consistent messages is always I had no idea you know after somebody actually does see it from a you know just scale standpoint of it's obviously one thing to talk about collecting clothes and donations and to actually kind of see the the operation is something that's uh, always been really fun to be able to to show people for the first time so we love having guests anytime they're in town that's I mean I, when we stopped recording I we had kind of talked a little bit about the warehouse situation and Josh said yeah I mean the first time I saw it it was like this is unbelievable. I don't know how you guys are doing it. So <laughs> it it makes sense. And if it, I mean, it carries through even with, you know, people who have been around the, the organization for a long time. It's something I think everybody should, you know, strive to see or be part of. So uh, yeah. just at least wanted to throw it out there to see if there were opportunities for people to, you know, get involved, even if maybe, you know, they, they can't do much within, you know, the confines of what the availability is is of things within their school so well, and, and you know the truth to it is is we got a lot of people that help out as unofficial members or unofficial employees i mean i i'm one of those people that i served on the board but i was also the guy that would take boxes with me to spring training facilities and and try to do that i mean that's the great part about everyone in this community is there's just so many people willing to you know lend a helping hand and be a host so i know one thing like when we do our um, like our big trips when we take them around the country, we'll if we're coming to your city, we'll give you a call and say, hey, can you show us around? Can you give us a tour? Can you do this? And uh, we do have ambassador programs too. So one thing we're trying to do is get, while we have a lot of younger folks in the industry, we're also trying to tie in 
people that have experience and kind of connect them. So if anybody out there wants to be involved in kind of that mentor, or they am, we call it ambassador role, um, we'd love to hear from you on that end and have you part of our training programs and just share your story or help out with connections and those types of things. We'd love to hear from you on that end too. So. Very yeah, cool. I mean, if you ever come to the, the sprawling metropolis that is Huntington, I got you. I, <laughs> we got you guys, Stadium Frame. We got some. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can hit up hit up us, get your frame jersey on the same day. I mean, it's it's easy. Uh, yeah, we're we're only a few hours from Cincinnati and, and Columbus, so so you got that. But hey, get the whole get the whole tour done in twenty five minutes. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> the whole tour of Huntington. Oh, it's, it'll take you a little longer than twenty five minutes. But. <laughs> But I don't I'm, know I'm that sorry. there'll be that be many things to do is, is what, what we're on. But you can hit up three states in 25 minutes. We're right there with hey. Kentucky and Ohio. Sure. So I'm just trying to sell it. But yeah, <laughs> if you uh, <laughs> if you if you all are interested that are listening, I've got it pulled up here. They're uncommonsg.org. So go there. The website's great. I've been able to play with it all night and look at all the fun things while we're recording. But there's links to clean out for a cause there's links to shop and support through if you want to buy a cool unc or stanford t-shirt shoes whatever or uncommon gear you can search for that all right there you've got links to the academy through membership and you can do their eight-week academy and you get a free t-shirt i saw that on there so what's what there's your there's your incentive right there there you go. cleanout.org is our website for just specifically that program and kind of what I'm in charge of. And that has our book study information on it. Uh, we are going to be bringing back um, the Game Ball Awards. So we've done these back in 2018 was the last time we did them. So okay. uh, Big Game partners with us. They provide us that opportunity to do something. So we're going to do um, some awards for equipment managers, uh, director, leadership role, equipment manager of the year, football equipment manager of the year and then like a uh, Olympic sports non-football equipment manager of the year and then a student type of role too so we're going to do some different roles and we got some other ones we're spitballing with some of the professional realms and some things so we're going to dive kind of full into those again and they were really successful a lot of fun a lot of great testimonies and it's all self-nomination that whole process so we should have that up and running here in the next couple of weeks and get that on social for you guys to look at these are exciting times. <laughs> we'll start so campaigning on. now, basically. Start campaigning. Go. Start campaign. I nominate. Uh, can't do it. There's been too many. I started. I'll nominate somebody that's been on here, but we've had too many. Campaign. I would say, say you're playing a dangerous game in there if you're going to yeah, pick right, one yeah. of the people that we've had on and not anybody else. So I'm not. Right. Yep. Yep. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's a dangerous game. I don't. I do not nominate Scott. I'll just say that. I wouldn't. <laughs> Appreciate the clarity. <laughs> yeah. If if you didn't know the uh, the vibe of this show, Patrick Patrick has made it very clear uh, throughout the night. We're still here with Scott, but um, no, it's been great talking to y'all. I've really enjoyed it. We let us know when things come up. We want to make sure we shout it out on here and and let and draw people to it. Right now, students. We know a lot of you listen. Go ahead and apply for the scholarships. Get those in. Don't wait till the last minute and bog these guys down with all your entries. So <laughs> go ahead, get those, get those out. Um, but yeah, this is this has been really great. You've been someone we had circled as someone we should have on here for a while, Drew. And we've had Josh on about thirteen times now. So it was good that, that he finally. <laughs> 
I'm here for a while, so I'm done. I need to <laughs> step away. I'm retiring from podcasting. Well, I'm just saying, like, what are we going to do? Helmet tracker podcasting. now. Yeah, well. Helmet we ball. Gotta, I would assume we're going to have to figure something out for helmet ball because we had, I think we had you on like four or five times for helmet ball alone. So I'll maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll be an unofficial helmet ball, uh, efficient uh, or something. We'll, <laughs> we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. We need you to come back and guest host when I'm too busy again. That was, you know, Pat, yeah. Pat, Pat needs somebody to talk to. He can't just talk to a mic by himself, but I'm game for that. Anytime you need a guest host, yeah. I'm, I'm game. I love retired from podcasting with the uh, yeah. I would say you guys were like flex, hundred percent flexing on us with your fancy mics and um, are hooked up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, with the with the uncommon logo behind the mics back there and and soundproof uh, on the walls for the acoustics. So yeah, but they've got a more professional setup. So so watch out when when Josh unretires from podcasting. (laughs) Well, thank you guys. We appreciate it. Love your content. Love the community, and uh, you know, we've had amazing support, and hopefully that continues and grows even. So appreciate y'all. Yeah, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Thanks. Well, Thank uh, we'll have to swing back with you guys after the summer and see how all of that went because yeah. yeah. I'll be interested to, to hear uh, a little bit more of that because that's insane that you guys are processing that much just on a kind of regular daily basis. So. I'll have to get you out. I'll have to get you out here. There you go. Put in yeah. a couple hours of work and get you processing some stuff. Yeah, no, I, I can tell you if I ever get out of equipment, it won't be to work harder. So you definitely, <laughs> um, I don't know if something's wrong with you or what, but most people get out of equipment. You've helmet tracker experience. You're, you're an easy hire for us. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, uh, don't tell my wife that. Um, anyway. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, it was awesome, and we'll, we'll definitely speak to you all again. Yeah, be blessed. We'll talk to you later. All right, guys. See you guys. See you. See you.